I'm ready when you are. You can feel the country's on the knife edge. It's only, what, 30 minutes late starting? Let's do this! <laughs> it's a joke, obviously. You are in retreat. We're not rioting yet. I don't like that question. You're just saying shit and you don't even know what you're talking about. But Spider-Gate sounds way cooler than Manta Rays, doesn't it? And I was like, well, here's my two cents. You, you, you need a lot of stuff. That's how we should describe the podcast. If they ever went around recruiting one more person, then we'd have double the number of people listening. Well then. Let's start the show. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy. We should have sound effects flash. We should have like cannons going off. Yeah, and, if you want the DJ you know, air horn, I can always mix that in there. The wah, 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 Happy New Year. Well, not if that's what you're going to mix in. Let's cut that <laughs> straight out. So let's just go with Happy New Year, every everyone, listeners. Happy New Year, Flash. It's good to see you. Speak to you. Yeah, good to see you on this the what second week of January. So we're still fresh into the new year. Uh, but... Yeah. We're coming at you live from the Too Bad For You uh, nuclear bunker in case World War Three does break out. <laughs> we, we've spent all our money on a compound and are now broadcasting live from the compound. Yeah, exactly. This is propaganda for the for the masses, yeah. basically. That should be the new uh, new tagline for the show for 2020. <laughs> for 2020. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. We're getting in on the propaganda game. Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> We're doing it too. As the saviors of modern media, we are. Yeah, we are. We, the we've machine. assessed the situation for the last forty episodes, and on episode forty-one, we decided to cave and go full yeah. propaganda. Yeah, we we sold. You know, we sold out to the masses. Flash. We you know we said this wasn't going to be commercial. We took on sponsorship. This year, we're taking out propaganda. You know, it's it's a new us, new year, yeah, new us. Let's let's do it. So, with this new platform, this new you know emboldened platform that we have being at it as it's the new year we decided to take a look back as we usually do at the year at the year 2019 and you know we're going to muddle through our our favorite stories our favorite science stories of 2019 as you know that that's the one thing that hasn't changed this year is our our ability to muddle through complex science stories and get you and basic sentences as well based on the way you pronounce that uh, but yeah, we're going to have a look back and then we're also going to have a look at how some of those might also then roll into 2020 right. and I guess even beyond. So, um, we'll see where we go. Flash, we'll see where we go. Yeah. Flash, I think you should you should get this ball rolling because I think the listeners associate you with terrible disease. So <laughs> I, I think you should really uh, take the lead on this one. Yeah, I still haven't figured out why. I still haven't figured out why I keep getting all those tweets, but uh, hey. You know, here we go. Uh, I think, well, we would be we would be foolish if we didn't talk about uh, you know the number one theme or topic on the show uh, whenever it pops up. And in 20, 2019, it did pop up, and that's Ebola. So we talked about it throughout the whole year. It yeah. was the second largest, longest outbreak, I believe. Yeah. It's still number yeah. two, and in fact, it is still going on. Um, so this was another. You know, for this to happen, for this one to happen, you know, so shortly, I guess, after the 2015 one, which I know it's like three, four years, doesn't seem like that short of a time. But for Ebola, like that's pretty, it says something that we've had two of these, yeah. you know, um, outbreaks that we've never seen, unprecedented outbreaks. Um, so that's something. Uh, but the good news, and I guess we, with that, we saw, you know, the impacts, like why that is and its conflict. Um instability in the region and then of course we're looking at um deforestation and things like like this bringing the animals that carry ebola closer to humans so there's a lot of bigger issues surrounding the actual ebola outbreak um and we know that it's bats now like we have that evidence that it that it is bats uh but the big news on the positive side is the vaccine we have the first yeah. Ebola vaccine late last year. Um, and I'll just say, if you 
haven't seen it, uh, I'm not sure if we've tweeted it out on the account yet, but we will. This is a great article by Helen Branswell in Stat Magazine that basically is the whole... No, we've mentioned yeah. it. I'm not sure if we tweeted it out. Yeah, yeah we definitely mentioned it. Uh, well, and this is a new one. This is like this is a, as okay. of Monday last week, so the 7th of January. I, I love the way you, you looked up then to the listeners, Flash and I, you know, video link, and he looked up and I, I was waiting for him to go, this is fresh. This is from like... 11 o'clock this morning, but you, you looked up at the stars, you mm, Monday, yeah. <laughs> well, it's still pretty fresh, so we definitely... It, it, no, don't get me wrong, it's, it's still fresh, fresh for this show. It's fresher. Uh, well, that's true, yeah, can't argue with that. But uh, it's, a, it's just like a... From the beginning of the Ebola vaccine to how it actually happened now, and she's like the reporter that we... We always mention her when we talk about Ebola. Like, this is where we get all of... Most of the stories that I talk about Ebola is from... Helen Branswell over at Stat, she's great at covering it. So when we tweeted out, if you want to stay up to date on like infectious diseases, she's one of the best. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll tweet that out and you can check it out. And that was, you know, that was a that was the big story. So and we'll continue to follow it as it hopefully peters out over the next coming well, months. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously the you know we we talked about at the end of last year the vaccine coming out, and I think. It'll be interesting watching through 2020 how that vaccine is now used, how it's distributed, mm -hmm. and then ultimately what the impact of that vaccine is. I think you know that yeah. that will be 2020 in Ebola for me. Of is this going to have the positive impact that we all assume it will, or you know will the underlying instability and yeah. mistrust in you know Western aid forces yeah. well effectively cancel out that and system. environmental destruction? We'll say. Right. Uh, yeah. whether that does it so hopefully this time next year we aren't speaking about an ebola outbreak and we're speaking about like hey you know the vaccine worked it nipped it you know helped stamp it out and so far so good but then we do have that backup you know if if ebola is eradicated by this this vaccine in the advanced in modern medicine then we've got measles <laughs> right on. as the ebola making making a comeback and we and yeah, we between... now have a mystery virus in in China, which is oh, okay. breaking of the... of the last couple days. So so even oh, okay. fresher. Oh, it's getting more recent. <laughs> okay, getting fresher. Um, well, the measles one was interesting because obviously we touched on that towards the end of last year, saying that you know measles is on the increase, and um, actually we've learned quite a lot about how measles works and tricks the immune system, right, right. and you know what makes it so severe. Um, but interestingly, there was an article here in the UK. Uh, how fresh was it? It was this week. Oh, pretty fresh. Um, pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Um, that um, a whole set of rugby fixtures in Wales had to be cancelled because of a measles outbreak. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so adults going down with measles, you know, in in the UK, you know, in the UK, you know. You know yep. First world country with you know free healthcare and yeah. all the rest and available so, um, vaccines for all children. Yeah, <laughs> and this. Yeah, let's just yeah. make that clear. Yeah, we should get you know the vaccine manufacturers on as a sponsorship partner. We could really you know help boost them. But yeah, in, you know we predicted it. Flash, you know we talked about the end of last year, and you know now that's coming to rights. And you know, and now you're saying that there's this mystery illness that you know you've probably had a hand in genetically engineering and releasing out there just to give us something <laughs> to talk about. Uh, I did not. Uh, I resent the so implication really... and the accusation. Well, speak to the the company lawyers, Flash, and we'll see where <laughs> we go. So this this mystery Chinese virus is this the one? I think I caught something. It's the one that they said is not related to SARS. Is that yeah? So that was the that original. Was people were like, "It's not SARS." There was pneumonia. Like, uh, but I did see uh, some some sources saying that it was a coronavirus which is related in the same family or something as SARS. I don't know how, that, how all the details, so I don't want to speak too much out of school, but it looks like it might be related. Related. <laughs> related. Yeah, it's true. Why are we worried about 20... that now? What's this, New Year, yeah. New Us? Yeah. How about yeah. that? Let's talk about stuff we don't yeah. know. I think it's um, related to SARS and then also Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, which is MERS, MERS which is one that's like, always on the radar of infe uh, infectious disease specialists. They're always like, they label it as, you know, one of the 10 that we need to keep an eye on. It's like Ebola, MERS, um, there's a few others, um, flu, obviously. But uh, yeah, so this is like, we'll see. 
And of course, you know, China keeps things a little secret. They play things a little uh, close to the chest, if you haven't noticed. Um, but that's that's the latest word. So there might be disease hey, stories for the future. Well, so we might still be in the job. So that's good. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then, yeah, the measles thing. Holy moly. Isn't this just disappointing? I mean, we had an episode a couple episodes back where I sort of let fly on anti-vax um and i regret none of it uh but it's unfortunate that that's a that that's a a theme of the year thoughts yeah <laughs> well I was, I was just looking for the name of one of the the stories we we're coming there but yeah no i yeah, the whole anti-vax thing, you know, as we, we've talked on measles coming back because of it, we've talked on whether the, you know, and I think this is part of it, is the impact of Ebola, you know, going to be hampered by by this as well. But the fact that we're seeing this in developed nations is it, a little bit worrying, isn't it? That, you know, diseases that we once thought were out of the way and under control no longer are. Because, you know, last year wasn't polio declared eradicated in... I want to say India or somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, and I just saw headlines today too that that efforts to vaccinate are being hampered in that situation or polio around the world as well, and so that's potentially leading to a comeback there. So, if twenty twenty is like year of the comeback for <laughs> for vaccinable diseases, then that's going to be shitty. Well. But you heard it here yeah, first. It's true. So And you don't like you don't want to have that next to the you know, accomplishments of your age, right? It's like, oh yeah, the sixties, we went to the moon, you know, the forties, greatest generation, all this, like the twenty twenties. Dum dums let measles come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. tend to find that nature repeats itself, doesn't it? So life's just going full circle, you know. Yeah, well. Let's hope not. Smallpox will make a comeback. <laughs> yeah, and, Spanish you know, flu. Then the yeah. plague. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, and thus it will continue. We'll go back to burning witches and the like. Well, and speaking of burning things, let's talk about the the hot potato, the elephant in the room. Yeah, you mean that Australia? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say in general, the hot potato that we live on. <laughs> well, I see what you've done there. But a potato is fairly round, flash, and obviously what we live on is flat. So well, it could it, not. It could true. be like a hash brown or something like that. Some kind of some kind of potato pancake, or the like. Ooh, a, a rusty. Yeah, I guess, and that also allows us to give a, a short nod to one of our favorite characters of 2019, the Mad Mad Mike, and his uh, and his yeah. flat Earth. Yeah. So. Yeah, t-shirts are still available <laughs> for his uh, his campaign. Yeah. We'll see you in 2020, Mad Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, Australia is a, what a way to cap off the year of like climate change, right? Like oh. it's. Um, and, you know, everything that we're seeing in there, you know, kind of typifies the what we're seeing with the anti-vax thing and then the climate thing where you're seeing like all these people trying to like, I don't know, somehow downplay the role of climate change. Like, oh, it was arsonists. It's all these arsonists started it. And there's all these, you know, talk online about, oh, well, it's because the environmentalists wouldn't let them clear dead growth and stuff like this. So you have all this fuel and things like that. I mean, the people that I follow that cover this stuff, which is like established climate reporters, so I'm going to go with them, you know, and they're interviewing follow the yeah, science, and so they're much. interviewing people who work in that industry that are saying we never once, you know, made decisions about fire, you know, that like whereas like environment or habitat kind of concerns trumped safety concerns. Uh, so, you know, it's a delicate dance, and yeah arson you know people set fires a lot when you look into again you look into the data it's like people were charged with fire offenses so whether they actually started a fire or not like so these numbers are getting inflated because it's like they gave a guy a ticket for burning garbage in his yard or something doesn't mean it contributed to it but nonetheless it doesn't matter how they started the record drought the record heat all of these factors yeah. driven by climate change are exacerbating the problem i mean fire, forest fires were a big story of 2019 in general, like in, in California, in Canada, in the, in the Amazon. Amazon, like it, the writing's on the wall. And it's just, you know, in a year that like had 
climate as a big thing. You know, we had Greta Thunberg, we had rallies, there was UN speeches. There was elections in Canada that seemed to tip on the on the basis of climate change, you know, um, and in Europe, too, we saw like the European Parliament vote more Greens than ever before. Um, it's, you know, there's clearly a growing body of people that are like, this is this is the issue. We want action on it, you know, but this is what it, why it highlights, you know, some of the most frustrating things that we're seeing right now, which is like I just explained and what happens with the anti-vax thing too. this like denial of facts and Let's just throw a bunch of misinformation in there to like, you know, outright lie or intentionally mud, muddy the waters. And it's so effective because like we talked about last year in the in the, the, the wind up, my rant from last year about social media and big data and all this stuff. It's, you know, people now have the, the means and the incentive to really fucking muddy the waters, you know, to really sway people's opinion on this and basically kneecap any action that the vast majority of people seemingly want, you know, or would be willing to discuss. So we have, you know, these massive amounts of the means they can do it is, of course, you know, like I just mentioned, massive amounts of data collection, and then social media, and even just online media, where you can use you can weaponize that data to like hyper target groups of people that are vulnerable to being influenced on these things. And I mean, we're all influenceable but yeah, the precision with which the algorithms that collect this data and then you know implement the targeting based on this data are just they're just they're getting really fucking good and they can hyper target people um the cambridge analytica which was the company i was talking about last year was just in the news again today so yeah, yeah they're, back. they're back and basically if we remember this was the company that you know, was advertised. We know this from a whistleblower. And so the advertisement of this company was more or less, hey, we use, you know, hyper targeting of your audience. And, and we, you know, advertise that will help you sway an election. You know, in, yeah. in, in, those are basically the words of the company themselves from the whistleblower. And then they got a bunch of data illegally. So that's the big news, yeah. right? you know, the latest news. And they're not even Russian. That's yeah, what, you know. exactly. Thought the Russians had the monopoly no, on this. No, it seems not. And you know, so it's kind of like there's twofold things going on, right? Like it's, yeah, they got the data illegally, but Facebook had that data there for them to acquire, you know. And so Facebook was using it. So this shit is getting used, and then it just feeds into you know these issues that we're seeing, and it's just so frustrating because it's like, you know, in most of these cases, it seems like there's a small group of people that would benefit from, say, continuing fossil fuel production as no as normal and, you know, f fighting the, the, the switch to a greener and arguably more profitable technology. Like the, the numbers are starting to show that renewables are cheaper and all this stuff. And they can wield these, they can hire these companies, they can get this, they can use this data, they can pay for it, basically. And basically, you know, go against the majority of what the majority of people want. Um, it's really, really frustrating. You, you know, we see it. Uh, we see it in a lot of different issues, and it kind of driving me nuts. But well, and I, yeah, and I, I think for a lot of the stories we cover, and a lot of stories in general now, you know, we've touched on it before. I think social media is how do we manage social media in the future? And you know, I, I don't want to go down that avenue because that's not what we're here to talk about today. But I, I think that's a topic to watch over this year and, and the next couple of years because I think people are starting to become aware of how powerful social media is both for the positive but also for the the negative you know we're seeing a rise of you know mental health issues and depression mm -hmm. and things that I think in a way it's good because I think also we're, we're getting a better understanding of that and I think a lot of these mental health issues have been a taboo subject for a yeah. long time but I think a lot of it is coming about because of social media and you know it's it's in some ways it's so great to be interconnected with everyone but at the same time with the good comes the yeah the bad. yeah it yeah that's true um and i mean i don't want to i definitely yeah i think you know i've benefited from social media i do think it's a good platform and we've we do rag we rag on it a lot but i think the bigger question is just like obviously we're learning how to use this as a society but i think there's been a very clear very clear should be very clear examples to everybody that this is being used 
negatively acting like it's actively being used negatively to well and that's the by powerful people you know yeah turn the clock back 10 years but turn the clock back 20 years you'd go to the pub you'd be sat at the bar there'd be some crazy guy next to you spouting off something and you'd come home and go, oh this guy in the pub he was saying that Elvis is still yeah. alive <laughs> you know or yeah. whatever and everyone go Jesus Christ crazy dying yeah. in the pub says Elvis is alive and that would be it whereas I think now we've become so trusting of of stuff we go on to Twitter and mediums like that and there's some person ranting in some corner of the world you've never been to you've never met this person you've followed them once because they tweeted a picture that you mm-hmm. like or something and they're spouting off crazy shit and you go oh well I read it online so it must be true yeah. and then that just seems to then in perpetuity just push things forward but I, you think what, I, what we should do Flash you know Mother Nature wants to burn stuff Australia God bless it is you know going through horrendous bushfires at the moment let's burn all this data let's burn social media down <laughs> Let's go back to the dark age. Let's start all over again. I think we can do it better. <laughs> I'm not willing to go that radical, but uh, yeah, well, I'll keep all the good yeah. stuff. You know, like you know, medical advancements definitely. Keep yeah, those. yeah, yeah. Mobile phones to a degree, but let's go back to the old Nokia's that had a battery that lasted for a month, yeah. and you know, didn't have the internet and stuff. Let's keep that. Let's obviously keep some sort of media so that we can keep doing this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. But maybe get rid of all the other podcasts, so then we get a monopoly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not bad well, in that thing. case. Yeah, I'm down for it. I think you got a point though about like burning the data, because I mean, that's one of the things. Is just like we should like our having a say of what gets collected and whether we, it gets erased or not. You know, I think should be like, and you see the Europe. Europe's trying to. They started last year with the with the with the first laws to sort of protect people's data. But I think that's a big part of what this comes down to. It's like social media is just the tool in which the data can be wielded you know the big thing is that the data is there and it's being collected without people's permission and you're basically participating in an experiment a personality experiment without your consent and that's against any ethic you know scientific ethics board it's like the truman yeah yeah and it's not you know it doesn't seem as intrusive because it's metadata blah 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 and all this but like i said like the the thing that gets me is that there's very clear examples of this being wielded for the specific gains of a group um, that goes against the, you know, the good of the majority. We'll say it would be in everybody's interest to solve climate change, you know. And you and I think this is the thing again that you know, last year kind of showed me with some of the elections and stuff like this and some of the polling data and stuff that you can see on these issues is that more and more people want climate change to be an issue, you know. Some of the rallies we saw, some of the conversations that we're seeing in the U.S. elections, in the Canadian elections, you know, all this stuff is pointing to this is a major issue for people. And yet we have a small group of people with a vested interest in making it a non-issue or muddying the waters and they're using these things. So it's like this is why we should be aware of it. You know, this is why we need to, you know, put pressure on, you know, politicians and whatever it is like do i don't know i don't know have the answers you know but it's really frustrating but and, and uh, well it's, it's it's like the you know in schools here we talk about the industrial revolution you know the the advent of steam and you know how that pushed things forward and effectively i, th- I think we're almost going to go through that as a 2.0 and uh, you know it will be switching to renewable mm-hmm. sources moving away from you know nuclear for instance and things like that or you know I saw there was an article this week again, fresh. Well, we've really been fresh um, about the first, you know, um, fission engine that potentially could be usable. You know, this year they're saying this year, but yeah. this year they always say that, don't they? Um, but it's getting there. But obviously, as as we've talked about before, as those things come along, there's going to be a negative impact on some people. There's going to be people that have financial interests yeah. that depend on their livelihoods right. for fossil fuels and non-renewables. So. Yeah, it's great. And you say, well, we'll just retrain all those people. And I get you can't do that overnight. But it's going to have to change, yeah. you know. And and the business incentive so, is there for it to change. That's my point, too, is that, and I think this is where, like, climate reporting or talk, when we talk about it in the, in this coming year, should focus more on these things. This is like, I guess, you know, I'm talking about all these things that frustrate me, but obviously this is still the best time to be alive, you know, and things are good and progress has been made. So we shouldn't focus so much on, 
the doom and gloom. There is an urgency to climate change. Australia is showing that. All the fires this year have showed that. So it's like, but we, sh- I think most people would agree on some reasonable goals. You know, if, if, if they saw a government or the people in charge, so to speak, being like, we hear you people, we see your rallies, we see the voting date, you know, we see this and we're like, you're right. This is something that everybody wants to do. Nobody's saying it's going to be easy, you know, but if you came out with a reasonable plan and we're honest with people saying like, we're trying, this is what we're doing to balance these competing interests so that nobody goes, you know, just gets cut off, you know, you would see like social and political license for, for a party to do that. I think, I think people would be willing to like, okay, let's give it a chance. If we didn't have this noise in the background saying, no, they're coming to take your jobs and they're going to just turn off the, the, the taps and, and then all the people that work in oil are going to be fucked and, you know, riling up all this opposition to it, blaming other people for it. I mean, I see this so much in my home province of Alberta right now that it's just absolutely maddening. Well, what about China? Why should we do anything? Because China's going to pollute any, like all these super, really dumb arguments that just kneecap any, any attempt at progress. And that's such a low bar to just be like, just honestly try to do something about it rather than like finding reasons not to. That's the thing. Well, for me, and I'll pull it back to the Australia thing. I think the big thing for for me, I I saw really good, I know we've chastised social media, but a really good tweet, you know, a couple of weeks back, basically saying, obviously, you know, was it last year that Notre Dame in Paris burnt down? And within 24 hours, they'd raised like over a right. billion dollars. For an organization that already is worth like tens of billions of dollars and yeah, doesn't pay taxes. Organization on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, at the same time, you know, now Australia's been burning for months. And yet, the, you know, there's not really been a... It's only this last week or so that the relief efforts, I think, have really cranked yeah. up. And, you know, now suddenly you're coming to the right. It's like, you know, what sort of a nation is this where, you know, we're watching, you know, a country burned to the ground effectively mm-hmm. and not doing anything about it. I, I think, I think that for me is where we need to make some change. I think we just need to be better people to each right. other. And so I think this is like, this is the other thing that, you know, I was thinking about a lot when I was thinking about this, this piece, the segment that they were going to do is, and thinking about people, like, could we agree to some reasonable changes, some reasonable, you know, like I said, if we just had some, like the, the leadership will to be like, okay, we're going to try and do something. It's not going to be easy, but let's do it together. You know, that message of like togetherness and stuff and just reshifting the priorities. What are our what are our priorities as a society? And this is where you also see lots of great progress. Would you ever think that the Democratic primary would in the U.S., would they be talking about universal health care in the U.S.? But they are. So the conversations are shifting. And that's what I'm saying. It's like on the ground, people want these things. And if we just looked at a common set of priorities that we could agree on, you know, and at the end of the day, what's the worst that what's the what's the downside of making a cleaner, you know, more sustainable yeah, future? Yeah. Like, what's the downside? Again, the yeah. interim impact of switching over, it's going to be difficult. But hey, let's let's focus on the challenge and doing it together, and getting our prior getting a different set of priorities. And this leads me to the one of the things that I was going to talk about as like what I'd like to look at in twenty twenty is in reading all this stuff and getting kind of upset about it. I found a couple things, a couple topics um, at the end of 2019 that I'm going to research for this year and hopefully bring to our listeners uh, if I can sort them all out. Really fresh. Okay. Ideas of like, you know, and I I don't know shit about economics. (laughs) Let's be real. So I'm going to need some help on this, but I'm trying to get that um, in the form of some guests and stuff. But like, there's ideas about zero growth economics and ecological economics that I find really interesting. And basically, there's people out there saying that the status quo of what we're doing doesn't have to be the way we do it. And the things that we value or that we put as like top measurements of our society um, don't actually reflect what our pri- what our values are, you know, like GDP doesn't mean shit for the average person, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't indicate a good quality of life for your citizens. And it doesn't factor into, you know, the equation, the finiteness of the resources we have on this planet and what, how we value them, you know, and we get more and more data about how people living next to nature and 
you know, having a community and all these things is good for mental health. Let's work that into the equation. And yeah. maybe just maybe we can figure out a way that you know, we can make a better future and people will still have the things they want. I know there's some people probably like screaming at their rate at their laptop or whatever they're listening to on this right now being like, Oh, it sounds like some commie bullshit. But <laughs> I think there's a way I think there's gotta be a way. Cause at the end of the day, these, yeah, these maybe, problems are, are problems of, of technology and science. It's biology and it's, maybe si- we and it's some, technology. We have the data. We are smart people. What if we put like some mind altering chemicals into like jet fuel and burn that across the skies and mm. then try to brainwash people? Do you think that could work? Oh, fast? you mean like, um, like if there was like a trail that came. Yeah. yeah something like that. A, right. And then you could, you could, you know, sedate people or you could open their minds up to new ideas and then use that to sort of you know gently train them to be nicer people do you think that is something that you know more more compliant i guess yeah you know so we need some sort of elite uh cabal we'll say of (laughs) people deciding exactly that's exactly what i'm (laughs) suggesting Uh, and there now we just got our propaganda check in the mail so we can move on (laughs) there we go right well let's let's move on then um so uh one of the things that i picked up from you know looking back over the last year and then looking forward to this year um and i we talked about off air uh, new year's resolutions and i've not not made any but I, i would like to make one now and i think you know i'd like to and we say this every year and i think we we do okay at it. I'd like to. I'd like to podcast with you more right. this year, Flash. Um, you know, I, I know life is busy, but that's what I'd like to do. But you know, last year I think was great because in between the two brads for you, we also had the in conversation series that you kindly put under the two brad for you banner, but effectively it's you in conversation. You do yeah, all the work well. for it, um, and you had some great conversations. Um, but I think one that you had in 2019, which is now going to become huge in 2020. Uh, conversation number nine you have with Dr. Brian Heron, who's a friend of both of ours, friend of the show. Friend well. of the pod. Um, yeah. Uh, so you spoke to him um, in 2019 about Lyme disease. Well, about ticks yeah. and tick-borne disease, but obviously that covers Lyme disease. Um, so recap for those of you for some reason that didn't hear it. So um, Lyme disease <laughs> let, is called let me, bacteria. Let me say real quick that it was, according to our Spotify stats, it was in the top three of most listened to episodes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go, Brian. Okay, hold you made the top three. Put a put a pin in that because I want. I didn't know we got stats <laughs> on that. Okay, let's come back to that. Um, so yeah, to recap, it's Lyme disease, tick-borne disease. So the exodes species of ticks uh, carry bacteria called Borrelia. Uh, Borrelia. Uh, you get bitten. Not all ticks carry this. Let's caveat that. Um, and then normally the traditional sign is like a, they call it a bullseye ring around the bite. And that is usually an indication that that tick was infected. With some kind of bacteria. Yeah. Professional. yeah. But so we talked on it last year and I think, I think you guys touched on it, you and Brian, that there's, there's a, a bit of a cloak over Lyme disease of, you know, because it doesn't have, you know, usually distinct systems, uh, symptoms, um, and it can be sort of swept under the carpet a little right. bit, you know, oh, it's flu-like symptoms and it comes on. And then occasionally you get odd people that get infected and they, you know, it hits the media. Um, but I think that's about to change this year. And the reason for that is Justin Bieber. <laughs> now I'm not, I'm not a believer. Not yet. Um, but uh, it was announced in the news this week that actually he's been suffering or has been diagnosed with Lyme disease. Really, um, that's what they're calling. As well as, I thought it was just being a crazy um, asshole because you got rich too too young too quick. <laughs> well, you know, no offense, the, anyone would go crazy with that kind of, <laughs> but yeah, your jealousy <laughs> is not the issue here, Flash. Um, he's also been in, um, he's got uh, mononucleosis as well, or glandular fever, as it's called in some other parts as well. But you know, I think there's been some other celebrities in the past that have come forward, like Avril Lavigne is, you know, one that's come through to say that she had Lyme disease. What's with but, this you know, Canadian? Given folks? how, well, you know, maybe maybe it's the disease that will take Canada off the face of the earth. <laughs> maybe maybe Harry and Meghan have infected all you Canadians <laughs> to take their land over. But anyway, but given you know whether you love him or hate him, most people on this earth have heard of Justin yeah. Bieber. He has an army of loyal, loyal fans. Um, 
so I think he's he's got the potential to put Lyme disease on whoa, the map. Whoa, whoa. He's going to make and... it cool again. It's going to make Lyme, Lyme disease cool again. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I hadn't thought about this. All all his loyal army of fans going out trying to get bitten <laughs> by ticks. Um, so he's actually going to launch a ten-part YouTube oh, series Lord. on his diagnosis and his battle with with Lyme disease. Um, and I know you and Brian touched on it in the conversation of, you know, are we is Lyme disease actually on the increase or are we just more aware of it and therefore we're yeah. seeing it more? You know, is it an emerging disease? Are the or, tests just getting or better? Not? Yeah. So I think with um, Justin Bieber as its flag bearer, um, I'm predicting that Lyme disease will be one to watch for Ooh, 2020. Hot diseases of 2020. Yeah. Well, and, you know, fever is one of the, you know, symptoms, Well, he so. could also be suffering yeah. from the other thing that. Uh, that Brian and I talked about was, which is the, and I can't remember the donkey AIDS. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. Oh, okay. Uh, that's our other podcast. Um, okay. I can't remember the name that he had for it now, the, the clinical name, but when folks think they have a disease, uh, and are contacting uh, him yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. I think I got a parasite, you know, what it, and the whole stress of that. So maybe Bieber puts that on the map and <laughs> it turns out he's just, like I said, a little crazy. Well, you know, I don't think it was ever in doubt that he was a little bit crazy, but, you know, will he go more crazy or less crazy now? You know, we'll see. But you heard it yeah. here first. And I mean, peeps. this you know, is you... another one that ties into the things we were just talking about with Ebola, with uh, environmental destruction. So that's another thing is maybe this is emerging because we're coming more into contact with these ticks that used to be deep in the forest and we're destroying natural habitats and therefore exposing ourselves to all this stuff. Which then goes to, hey, maybe a priority should be let's live with some green space. Let's have a healthy balance with nature and not just, you know, spread out everywhere. But um, but don't go spreading out to where all the ticks are, Flash. That's the thing. You spread out into all that green stuff and leave the tribe. That's what I'm saying. Let's pull it back. Let's, you know, let's get some crazy. Let's put concrete everywhere. That's what you're saying. <laughs> right. Come to think of it, that might actually work. <laughs> But then that leads yeah. to flooding and then, and, you know, right. disasters. And this was choose. another one that, you know, Brian came on and, and very, uh, very uh, righteously, you know, defended the, the scientific community against the BS that was out there about Lyme disease too being a government created thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we. Well, maybe it is because, you know, I think most governments for sanity reasons would maybe want to take Justin Bieber down. And obviously, maybe not Canada. <laughs> he's our biggest he's the, export. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for exporting yeah. that to the rest of the world. Thank you. you know, truly. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe there's something in that secret sauce. Well, I, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. It was great to have Brian on. Um, and we'll watch for it. We'll watch for it in 2020, whether it's uh, Lyme diseases added to our, our list of hot upcoming diseases. Well, you, as I said, you heard it here first. So anyway, I know that, you know, you've got beer to be drinking and places to go. So let's fast forward on to our, our next story. So we, we've done the review of 2019. Let's look at 2020 and where that could go. Um, and let's talk about an old favorite who actually, I don't, I, we, I know we mentioned him in 2019, but we didn't really talk yeah, about Yeah, we're him. always dropping hints to one of the first topics that we ever discussed on, on, on this show. Yeah. Uh, and that is uh, Professor Sergio Canavero, um, or as some of the listeners might know him, the crazy head doctor. Head transplant, head, guy. Head transplant doctor um, guy. Yeah. Um, so he's back, and he's back with a bang in 2020. Uh, two publications straight yeah. out the bat, um, published in Surgical Neurology International, um, a US peer-reviewed publication, um, in collaboration with... Um, some Chinese of researchers, course. actually. So, of course. Um, <laughs> Where else are you going to so, get your, your freaky um, shit done? you got to go to China. Well, exactly. Exactly. Because the ethics committees uh, in the US and some other parts of the world seem to have a bit of an issue with them chopping heads off and sewing them <laughs> back on. Can't think why. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Harbin Medical University in China um, collaborated on this. And basically, there's both um, published data and video evidence uh, with this publication showing uh, monkeys and dogs that were able to walk again after they had their spinal cord fully transected 
in surgery and then put back together what? again by him and his team. So not a full head transplant, but they cut the spinal cord and then refused it. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, it says. That there. Basically. I mean, that'd, that'd um, be a game changer if, if they could do that. Oh, it's, yeah, huge. So the way the way it works, because, yeah, of course, I know how this works, but um, very high level, basically, they use um, what they call a PEG, uh, polyethylene glycol Oh, right, a PEG, obviously. Um, yeah. To, um, to, in inverted commas, mend the injuries is what To put said. it lightly. Um, so effectively, um, what they say is when you, what we know already is, and what they teach in medical school is when you cut a nerve, the downstream part of the nerve dies. Right. So the upstream part is the part from the brain where the right, 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 is coming right. from. The, that stays alive if you cut the nerve, but the downstream part dies. You know, a bit like if you, you know, cut a blood supply off, the upstream bit is going to live. Right, right. Without the blood supply, it's not. Um, so what this um, peg does is um, it stabilizes the end of the nerves to allow them to fuse back together. So what what we our basic understanding of this upstream and downstream is when you you cut the nerve the downstream part dies, the upstream part lives and actually the upstream part can regrow to a, up to twelve inches in Whoa. some cases which I think is incredible I didn't realize it was that much. Um, so if for instance the example they give if you cut your arm off at the wrist and you manage to save the hand and you get it there in time you can reattach it and it will usually regrow because obviously your hand isn't more than twelve yeah. inches. And the nerves can, they can connect can again. Get there. Now, yeah. Whereas if you cut your arm off at the shoulder, you're not going to get the nerves back in your arm because they've died. They're too far away. Yeah. That much. So what he's, you know, he's not saying well, this is a total cure for that. You know, if that nerve all the way down is dead, we can't regrow that. Other teams are working on that, but effectively, this peg substance you bathe the two ends of the nerve that has been cut into it, and what it does is it stabilizes them. So it means there's not not that degradation so that they can then potentially or like reduce. flaying apart or like yeah um, yeah yeah um so and what he stresses is it's not a regrowth it's a fusion mm. so you know potentially somebody that's had long-term nerve damage work. isn't gonna be helped by this but you know it's basically he's building the groundwork yeah. to tr build up to head transplants that's basically what he's i mean saying. this is actually the like most I don't know, credible sounding stuff that this guy's ever put out. I mean, before it was all just like, I meant a sweet knife and uh, I can do it. Give me a chance. Well, just give me a so shot. Yeah, he, he talks, he talks about yeah. the diamond knife um, uh, that's used. And he also uh, had a publication at the end of last year, which laid some groundwork to this, but this was the big one that, you know, there's, and I've not seen the video evidence, but by all accounts, um, the journal, I presume, also has a link, so we'll have, maybe have to find it and tweet it out. Um, links to these monkeys and dogs that were able to walk right. in as they, you know, had their nerves fully transected and then re It's a really together. interesting thing for spinal cord injury rather than head transplanting. Because in head transplant, arguably, the nerves are dead and have been dead for a long time. But I guess that doesn't matter because well, if you go I'm, head up, as long as those are alive and on the on the fresh body well, no. still well, alive. so that's so you're right in, yeah you're right on both accounts so his, his ideal with the head transplant was to take somebody that's got a working body but maybe is in a vegetative state chop their head off and then transplant on the head of somebody that right. is in so a paralyzed both nerves, body with both ends of the nerves that are going to be attached are still fresh are still right. fresh exactly that, right, so that's right, why right, this right, is laying right, the groundwork right. For those pieces um but you're right i think there is also potential you know if, if this peg material can stabilize those injuries is there a way to a you know somebody that's had a spinal cord injury if you can add this substance or substance mm -hmm. like it and get it to that spot is there a chance that you lessen the damage do they yeah, grow yeah, yeah. you know so i, I think I wonder, even in cases if you like you had an injury a lot, an old injury or something like that, or a kind of neurodegenerative disease. Like what if you, you know, snipped it and then added a fresh bit, you know, like, a, is there a way to like cobble together, starting to cobble together? Yeah. Like graft, graft kind of thing. thing to, who knows? But 
like I said, this seems like the most credible shit and the most useful shit this guy has done in <laughs> since we've been talking about him for like two or three years. Well, and I think the article that I read, and I'll, I'll tweet it out after the, the show, um, it's, it was from a newspaper article is when I first saw it and I was sort of digging around. Um, but it basically says that he's, um, he's known in the past for his uh, sensational style right. of science. Talking shit, basically. Um, I think that's the polite way of putting it. But so actually, in this, actually, he seems a little bit calmer in this. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not going with the, so. You know, he, he's obviously he obviously believes in what he's trying to do. You know, unless he's a fucking madman. You know, he obviously believes he. You know, we are or will be at a point where we can do yeah. a transplant. Um, I, p- and he's now trying to put the science in place, I guess, to convince ethical bodies to let yeah. him have a go at it. I mean, but, kudos for the conviction. I mean, we've never. We've never yeah. faulted this guy <laughs> on his drive. <laughs> well, that's true. But then, you know, conviction, you know, look at Hitler. He definitely say he was convicted, yeah. but, you know, doesn't always necessarily... Right, right. But this is why I'm it. saying, like, at least now this seems like a reasonable, you know, rather than just being like, I can do it. Give me a shot. I know I can, you know, cut a guy's head off. <laughs> Scalpel. And he would... Swap. Yeah, he would talk I mean, about the knife and he would talk about the people that, you know, and maybe this is the media, you know, part of the media just adding all this too, but... Um, you know, he would talk about the guy that wants it and stuff like this, and maybe that was necessary in order to like gin up support to be like, look at there's there's a need for this, but it's like you could have been coming yeah. at this the whole time from the spinal cord injury angle, because at least now he has something where he can be like, look at even if we don't do head transplants, this is good, this is a good technology, you know. Well, that's the yeah this this technology, this technique, the implication of what this could mean. It's sensational enough. You don't need to go out there and say, well, "I'm going to do a head transplant." This yeah. you don't need to. I mean, know, this is pretty amazing. Just I am by happy itself. that he is going out there doing it from like a. <laughs> oh yeah, brilliant! You know, it's given us you know at least two podcast episodes and lots yeah. to talk about in between. Don't get me wrong; I'm all for that. Um, and may we had more people like that. Our job would be a lot easier, Flash. But at the same time, I think it also gives you know. We've laughed at this guy. Yeah. What if What if this is the for, year he does it, or at least gets a major step yeah. closer? I'm glad that he's back in the news for 2020. This makes my yeah, the beginning of it, 2020 awesome. As much as I was, you know, well, it gives upset about climate and blah 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 and all these things. It's like no way head transplant guy is back. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I think the listeners will be thinking the same. And you know. I, We'll stick this stick this on our to watch list, and we'll you know we'll keep checking in with Professor Canavera, and we'll we'll see where this kind of runs this year. Man, and they got video and stuff. Like, wow, I don't know. I got to check that out. Although I'm like, do I want to see that? But I don't know. Yes, the answer is yes. I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm yeah. gonna watch it. <laughs> Let's be real, people. Yeah. I'll I'll jump in here then and tag on a mad scientist story to watch in. Uh, 2020, also involving our good friends of Frankenstein. Close. Uh, okay. Jeff and Hyde. On its way. That's 2021. Okay. Right. Um, but it also involves Chinese scientists where all the freaky shit goes down. Um, remember Gene Editing Guy? I yeah. do. I do. I do. Gene Editing Guy that uh, claimed uh, to edit the first human embryos and bring them to term. Uh, so I believe this yeah. story technically came out at the end of 2018. Um, but it was a, obviously he was roundly condemned by uh, colleagues both in China and outside of China. Uh, and 2019 saw him get arrested. So they put him in jail for it. So the, the latest, and it, I think it was just at the end of 2019 when this was starting to come out, um, apparently there's a third baby so he originally claimed that he had done it to two babies. I think they weren't twins. They might have been twins. But apparently there's a third baby that was also edited. Yeah. Um, so technically, well, not technically, these babies are under medical observation right now. So, like, they've been born. It's happened. They're, but they're being observed. That's the thing. Cause we just don't. We just don't know what the long term right. effects are. Right, and that's you know. It could, and I'll get to I'll yeah. get to that in just a second after this little update. No, 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 no not a problem. Um, so he was fined four hundred thirty thousand. I'm assuming U.S., which doesn't seem like that a lot, but I, that much, but, I, you know, I, I don't know how much he makes. 
uh, and he got three years in jail. Um, and then two other people, two other dudes got smaller sentences for conspiring with him to do the experiments. So right. uh, China says they strongly condemn what he did. Uh, and that's, you know, and they're, they're putting him in jail for it and stuff like this. Here's my conspiracy theory note for 2020. Uh, they're just distancing themselves from this guy so they can deny involvement when their whole like actual program with gene editing get, gets <laughs> gets leaked because I'm pretty sure they're doing it. Come on, let's let's be let's be real here. If someone's going to do it, it's the Chinese government. Um, <laughs> conspiracy theory note for 2020. <laughs> Noted right. along with all the um, others. But so what what did he actually do? He like altered the genome of embryos to basically like he, he was targeting this gene that's essential for HIV to get into a cell. So the idea being that there's a known mutation, like we know that if you have this specific mutation in this gene, then HIV cannot enter your cells. And it happens um, naturally, very rarely, but it yeah. happens yeah. naturally. So there are people that are born with this. Um, so his goal was basically just to replicate that in these embryos um, that come from mothers without HIV uh, and fathers with HIV, meaning that presumably the babies would be free from transmission in the womb uh, from the father to the to the baby, to the offspring. Um, but apparently he goofed it. So he didn't even get it right. He did. He made a whoopsie. Uh, and instead of making the change that he wanted to make, like, so this also came out recently or this year uh, when they actually looked at his science, you know, like they actually dug into what he did and they were like, you didn't even do what you said you did. So he wanted to make this specific mutation, um, but he actually. So he's made him into like Wolverine. Right. Well, no, is he that, just made some mutation done? that nobody's ever seen before. Like he just like he just boned it, okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, so we have no idea what the consequences of this will be. But do we know if these children are HIV free? I don't know. So, so maybe it worked. But there's also a chance that they just wouldn't get it normally. Like it's like not everyone right. that has a father who has HIV is born with HIV. Like I'm pretty sure. So it's like it's not even a great experiment, you know. So you can't rule out that they just didn't get it, you know. Um, yeah. But what he's now gone and done is made this mutation that we've never seen in nature before. So maybe it happens in nature. I don't know. We haven't screened everybody, but we've never seen it before. And uh, so what are the effects of that going to be on the countless other genes that it might interact with in these children's bodies? We don't know. Yeah. There's some, you know, people were talking about evidence that we know that changes in, in this gene will have effects or have been linked to intelligence uh, or something, you know, so right. like it just shows what a bonehead move it was and now this gene is in well, the but it, it's in the gene pool like this is now in the gene pool. exactly yeah that's what i was going to say that's that's where you know i know we've talked about genetically modified crops and things in the the past you know that was a couple of years back when that was as you said this is now right. in the human so gene these pool, you know and I, you these know, kids I can what... pass that on to their children and that is the yeah. big that is the really big thing and that was like the big line that he crossed right is that you know we can do gene editing in the types of cells that you won't pass on to your kids but by doing it in the embryo this is now something that you know they can pass on to their kids and we have no idea what the consequences of it are so this is a story for like yeah. 2020 moving on literally yeah. moving on because and on and what, on and on like, yeah just think of like some of the ethical questions of this i mean beyond like should you do it should you not do it what is it going to be like to be these kids like they're going to be under constant observation yeah. everyone's going to want to like catalog their development to the nth degree to, to see what it is yeah. so they're going to be like guinea pigs and when they're old when they're older and they turn right. into a do we family, let them uh, do, right so yeah. this is this is a big deal like he's significantly altered these kids lives and now that they are in the world we are going to be like from basically now on they were born in 2018 2019 from now on we are going to be following these kids and seeing what it did and you know who knows if we'll ever get an answer you know maybe it's something very subtle maybe it's well that's the thing yeah yeah exactly it could be a gene that's not used much or at all now so well and it depends effect. on the environment that they're raised effect. in you know like there's so much yeah could have a positive right. effect uh, yeah potentially he could have planted the seed of the savior right. humanity and conversely he might have right. just killed us all it's possible and 
or neither or of those scenarios. None of that. <laughs> That's basically the options that I There's see. There's three options. Something good happens, three something options. bad happens, nothing happens. Nothing happens. That's basically, you know, yeah. I'm covering the bets. I know. I'm spread pretty betting. sure that's the three options feel, we have. I feel pretty confident. I feel pretty confident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, it kind of blew me away when I started thinking about this. Like, okay, these kids are in the world now. What is it going to be like for them to grow up? Um, and I, yeah, it's unfortunate. But for them, I mean, maybe it's good or bad. You know, it's good or bad. But I, it's it sure is fascinating. So. Gene editing was a, you know, it's a big story. It was a big story of 2018 and 2019, and it promises to continue to be one of the technologies to watch. Yeah. And hopefully for the right reasons this time, because, you know, we've talked about it, you know, it's got a huge, huge potential right. from a medical point of view. To but what do we, what do we think about it? Like, if we just have to be honest with ourselves here right now, he recklessly kicked a door open. Uh and it seems right now to be contained. My joke about conspiracy theories and the Chinese government doing it, joke, wink, wink, uh, aside, is it a kind of like a good thing that it's like, okay, well, at least now we have like one data point. It's like, we didn't want the data point, but now that we have it, hey, three, well, data, three points, data points. Like, we didn't want them. We weren't ready for them, but now we got them. So at least there's that. That's really callous. I well, know. Uh, yeah. And, and it, no, no. It, well, it's not, is it? it, it and I, I know we've touched on this in the early days of our podcast, the the Nazi right. medical experiments that were conducted right. during the what war. What did we of, do with that data? Yeah. You know, some of, some of the atrocities they did of, you know, and that, basically that gave birth to the regulatory and ethics mm -hmm. system we have now. But what do you do with that data? Because what we did was horrific, but we have that Should data Should we just now. throw it away? Yeah. Should we throw it away or do we Should do we, we burn use that data? Yeah, right, he's... <laughs> yeah so you know as you said we've kicked the door open you know you don't want to encourage more scientists to to do such a thing but at the same time you know i think i yeah i think we should be making use of that data but as we talked about the the implications to those mm -hmm. kids lives and you know the lives of their offspring potentially going forward and then the rest of humanity is yeah potentially and to me the idea of like if we find out that it has some weird effect, or even if we don't, will we see some kind of a, a quiet, uh, you know, hush, hush, you know, let's not talk about them too much. I don't think they'll get a lot of publicity. I mean, it's just, it's ethically not cool to like shove cameras and stuff in their face and all that. They're already going to be poked and prodded enough, but. When does that, when does that stop the. Yeah, the that's true. That's true. Uh, but you know, do we see some kind of a like, hey, maybe you guys shouldn't have kids. Just saying. Or like an outright, you well, know, sort of, we're not allowing you. Well, well, I was going to say, some some states, and I know China have been part of this, at one point did force sterilizations. Will that... That's what I'm saying. It's, it's China too, right? Like it's, if anyone's going to do, take, you know, a massive overstep in the freedom of your own, of your own body, they've shown uh, to be pretty loosey-goosey on those kind of... <laughs> let's let's see where that, that, that goes. But yeah, as you said, it's going to be one to watch for the future. Always, you know, gene editing, it, you know, we've had some great stories positive source from it last year and you know let's hope this is just a minor blip in the uh, the gene editing history and we see some great news right. stories this year for the well, right reasons yeah well we'll see anyway 2020 shaping up to be a fascinating year and let's you know like okay we've done the recap we've looked forward uh maybe we can just wrap up with what are we sort of you know what it, what I'm I'm saying that maybe this year we should climate change should be uh, we should talk about it in a more positive way, find the find the positive yeah. things to think about without you know sacrificing the urgency of it all. But solutions, I guess, is is what I'm saying. Let's let's look at potential solutions because you know technology biology is at the root of this problem. So we. Technology right, biology exactly. could fix we it. We have a pretty good grasp of that. We have data. Yeah. Let's listen to the data. You know, let's not let's not get caught in the noise and you know look for those. Um, we got diseases to look out for. We have, you know, obviously Ebola, the impacts of the vaccine and things like that. We've already talked about. 
as we said, measles, is that going to be bigger this year? Then I think we need to keep an mm-hmm. eye for, mm-hmm. for that. Um, obviously then Lyme disease we've touched on. I, I, I personally see this one going. If I was a betting man and there was a way to bet on Lyme disease hitting the headlines a lot this year, I, 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 I'd put right. a couple okay. of dollars on it. You heard it here. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, gene editing as we've talked about, and then obviously, you know, crazy scientists, you know, Mad Mike Hughes, maybe he'll come back, but right now we've got Professor Cannavaro to, you know, whet our appetite for the media going forward. I, I, I know we talked about this, but I just want to give a shout out to um, the one story we touched on that we said we were going to do today, but this NASA intern. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, it, Wolf, Wolf Kukier, and I'm sorry if I've got his surname wrong, it's C-U-K-I-E-R. Great story, 17-year-old uh, high school student in the US, um, wanted to get into science and research, sent out applications to biochemists, hundreds of places for internships over the summer last year. Um, and then through a one place turned him down and said, oh, I know somebody at NASA that might be able to help you. Uh, he got a place at the, Gal- the Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland. Um, three days in to his placement, finds a new planet wow what a keener making us yeah. all look bad yeah. out here the, what know, did i what did i do in 2019 yeah, exactly didn't find no planet you can imagine the people around people around him have been working on it for years must have been yay no, it's the guy yeah. that used the telescope right before him that scanned like all the way up <laughs> into that last sector of space and then buddy 17 year old waltz is in here is like oh i guess i'll just uh, pick up where the last guy left off and uh bing there we go <laughs> Well, what he did say is um, he actually needed to check. Once he, he spotted about a hundred things that he thought needed investigation. This is three days in. He spotted a hundred right. things that needed investigation. Jesus Christ! What are the rest of the people doing there? Anyway, working on space um, force. But he saw this one thing. Um, he said he put like ten asterisks next to it because he thought actually that really needs investigating. I think that's something big. Um, but the main thing he needed to check. Was it something big, or was it just the fact the telescope was shaking? <laughs> that was that was what you needed. Yeah. To Always good to rule that um, out. But yeah, yeah, you know, if if you've got a bit of a shaky telescope, nobody wants that. You know, study the hand, people. Uh, maybe you'll find a planet. But yeah, need to give a shout out to this guy. Three days in, you know, has anyone had a bigger discovery into a job? Three days in, it's going to be tough to talk. Sorry, bud. It is. Yeah, the rest of his life yeah, will be downhill peaked. from there way early <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right anyway flash it's been good to to dip our toe into hey, 2020 and pull the other toe out of 2019 mm-hmm. so we can now fully immerse ourselves in uh, the year that is well, ahead there's going to be um, lots to talk about uh we'll we'll hopefully stick to the like you said the resolution that we seem to make every year and i think we've been sticking to it pretty much that every year we've been doing more shows so um yeah, this year we can grow a bit more, and uh, yeah, we're on more platforms than ever. Stitcher, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, basically this year. any iTunes any platform that you're using, you should be able to get it. And if you know of some that we are yeah. are not on, you can tweet at us, let us know, uh, and we'll try and get on those as best we can. Um, you can tweet at the show. I know this is your bit, so I'm a little rusty. Yet. What are we? No, 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 we, we still have the Twitter. It's still there, Flash. Uh, yeah, so you can tweet the show at Too Brad For You. I love the fact that I have a bit. That's brilliant. I, I'm going to ask for a bigger cut of the money. Um, yeah, you can tweet the show at Too Brad For You. You can uh, tweet me individually um, at uh, Bradley W. Hayes. Um, you can also hit us on Instagram uh, at Too Brad That's For right. You as well. Um, if you want to annoy Flash, you can do that as well. Uh, that is correct on all the platforms um on all the platforms yeah flash likes to spread himself thinly across all social media platforms and i'm more than Uh, happy to engage with anybody that (laughs) of course you are of course you are yeah we haven't we haven't got a snow snow we haven't got a show snapchat yet maybe that's maybe that's that's a brave new world for us old folks over here it is, yeah. Maybe we'll just stick with the old yeah. tried and trusted. Um, but Flash, as always, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to more more of this in 2020. Hopefully the listeners mm-hmm. look forward to it as well. Um, 
Uh, so I'd like to say Happy New Year to you, Happy New Year mm-hmm. to the listeners yep. as well. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. Yeah, follow us, give us a rate, a recommend uh, to your friends, rate it, comment it on the platforms. Yeah. Other- otherwise, say nothing. If it's not positive, say nothing. We don't want to spread fake news. <laughs> we don't want to spread negative news. So positive news right, or no news right. at all, people. All right, man. I think that's about it. Uh, so I will okay. see you next time, off and onward into the into Indeed. the next decade. Here we go. Have a good one, guys and girls. Actually had that on the list, so I would have come out the gates going, "Hey, you know, in 2019, big year for us. We got a sponsor." And yeah. you've been going, "Oh, yeah, not anymore. It's a new year, bud. We're done. New year, <laughs> new sponsor. Yeah, we got it. We could be like, we have an opening available for us for a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're looking for our uh, platinum and gold sponsor this year. Yeah, um, you know, because clearly it, it works so well that it's. <laughs> We put the guy out of business. <laughs> hey, if you want the seal of death on your business, yeah. Well, hey, if you need to like kill a business and go bankrupt for insurance purposes, maybe that's maybe we're the guys to do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you've got a business and the competitors open up down the road, give us the competitors' name. Yeah. We'll start advertising. We'll advertise for them for you clandestinely, no paper trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could even write it off as a tax donation, a charity donation. <laughs> Yeah, shit, we may have found our (laughs) pre-roll.